All right, three, two, one. Hi, my name is Truman. And my name is Calvin. And welcome back to Answering Literature with Truman and Calvin. If it's your first time here, then first of all, welcome. And second, what we do on our podcast is we answer questions our listeners post on various pieces of literature. Uh, before we start, make sure to hit the like and subscribe button to tune in on future podcasts. So for today, we'll be talking about one of America's greatest novels, The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, The Great Gatsby was brought up last time, and our listeners posted many questions regarding it. Uh, so to jump straight in, uh, the first question, let me find it. Ah, uh, the one and only Shrek on Twitter asked, I remember reading The Great Gatsby in high school. But one question I was never able to answer was, is Fitzgerald for or against capitalism? Thank you. Uh, and P.S., could you please give a shout out to my friend Stacy? She really loves your podcast. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, that's pretty. That's whatever. Hey, Stacy. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Hope your quarantine is going out pretty well. But uh, this is actually a really wonderful question. If you don't already know, The Great Gatsby is a book about a not-so-wealthy guy named Nick Carraway. And he goes to live in an extremely rich neighborhood in New York. So right off the bat, we can suspect that the dichotomy between the poor and the rich might be a major topic of the book. Indeed. Uh, I think one of the most impactful parts of the book for me was, and that's also a great example of that dichotomy you're just talking about, uh, it was when Gatsby was caught speeding by a police officer. Uh, but instead of getting caught, he just took out like a white card. Uh, I think it's probably like a business or identification card. And then the police just let him go. Oh, yeah, I remember that part. It's, isn't it when like Gatsby was um, trying to take care away to lunch? Yeah, that part. I was quite shocked when I read that part. Gatsby just got away with crime just because of his status. I was actually quite intrigued the first time I read it. It seemed like a superpower to me, like one of those uh, anime, overpowered characters in the anime. Uh, but I didn't realize until much later that Gatsby was actually just committing a crush. Well, maybe Fitzgerald was like, do you, do you, uh, okay, listen, listen. Okay? Maybe he was like, it's all part of my master plan, right? They would never suspect that Gatsby was actually a criminal mastermind. <laughs> well, this white card is just a way for rich people to work around the government. It's like the moment they pull it out, they say, you've activated my trap card. And like do whatever they want until they have to use it again. It's like a cheat code. Yeah, but one only the rich can afford. Since regular people would just get fined and... <laughs> would have no way of getting out of it. Like, where does this card even come from? Is there like a special place rich people go to or something? I'm pretty sure the government probably gave them out. What? Well, if you think about it, the card works on the police officers, right? Mm-hmm. And the police officers work for the government, right? Okay. So that means is the government probably is totally okay with these white cards being given out. So like they could even be the ones making the cards. Dude, dude, that's a major mind blow. Well, Gatsby did say he did the commissioner a favor. So maybe as long as both sides get something out of it, 
Well, there you have it. This is where capitalism starts to fail and just goes to show how money really runs it all. So from the words of Dorinda Medley, money talks, wealth whispers, bad behavior screams, elegance is unheard of completely. That sums it up pretty well. Oh, wait, that uh, bad behavior screams part actually has something to do with uh, another one of our listeners' questions. Um, the OG Corn Shucker on Twitter asked, well, there's actually two questions. Uh, first, they ask, how come all the rich people seem so cruel? And then um, also, how come some of the rich seem so discontent with their lives? Hmm. I think for the first question, uh, the main thing is that the rich are cruel, mostly towards the less fortunate. But that prompts its own question, which is, why are the rich so cruel towards the poor? I think for the first question, it might be like the lifestyle of the poor just seems disgusting to the rich. Like since the poor have to like struggle to scrounge up money just to get by. Uh, however, the rich just get to like stroll on through, stay in their mansions, do whatever they want. And, like, there's no financial consequence for anything they do. So you're saying that the rich look down the poor because the rich don't like how unfortunate the poor are? Yeah, it's as if they, they don't care about wasting money, as if wasting money. And it's like the, they see that since the poor can't waste money, it's like they're, they're not good to look at or something like that. Oh, yeah, there was also a part in the book where Lucille was talking about how she doesn't really care about her actions. Uh, let me find it. Oh, yeah. Uh, she said, um, I never care what I do, so I always have a good time. When I was here last time, I tore my gown on a chair, and he asked me my name and address. Inside of a week, I got a package from Croyers with a new evening gown in it. Uh, and then after Jordan asked if Lucille, was, uh, if Lucille kept a dress or not, uh, Lucille replied by saying the size was a little bit off, and then that's why she didn't wear it. However, she also included that it was $265. So it kind of seems like, like it's a really expensive dress, right? But just because of a little, like mistake with the size, that's why she didn't wear it. So it seems like that they're just using their money, like carelessly. Yeah. Well, it was Gatsby's money because, like, she she said the context was that she tore it at Gatsby's party and Gatsby paid for it. So she's just oh. using Gatsby's money to like, but it just shows how like they don't care because people are so rich. Yeah. But it just makes it worse that the rich act that way. Like, they have all that money and privilege and no reason to be mean, and yet they are anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't there a part in the beginning about this or something? Uh, oh, you mean, like, the, the part in the beginning of the book where Caraway was talking about, like, the advice his father gave him? Yeah. Wait, let me, let me find it real quick. Ah, here it is. Uh, he said, uh, whenever you feel like criticizing anyone, just remember that all the people in the world haven't had the advantages you've had. Yeah, that one. Honestly, I think this quote has a lot of meaning behind it. Um, now that I think about it, it seems like Fitzgerald keeps pointing out the negative aspects of the richest behavior. It's not just their behavior, but the, the financial side, too. I remember when Gatsby invited Caraway and Daisy to his mansion, uh, his servant, I, if I remember correctly, I think his name is Clip Ringer. Oh, wait, no, Clip, Clip Springer. Uh, he was playing a song, and the song when uh, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting children. 
uh, and then, yeah. That that reminds me of the phrase, you know, the one where it says, uh, "The rich get richer, and then the poor get poorer." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought too. But uh, yeah, it seemed obvious that Fitzgerald was aware of the workings of the capitalistic society he was living in. I don't, I don't get the part where in the song uh, it says the poor get children. Like, what does that even mean? What, what do you, can you elaborate? Well, I mean, if you're already poor, right? Why would you have children in the first place? I, I get if you were like, av- if you had an average life, you know, you're, you had money and stuff and had children, but suddenly got poor, right? But why would you get more children when you are already poor? I'm not sure. Maybe, I don't know if they have sex or dopam- dopamine or something. <laughs> Maybe. I can figure it out. Hmm? Well, you know the saying, the poor get poor, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, what if it meant that the poor stay poor since the children would be poor too? But, like, how is that poor get children in the book? Well, the children would inherit. I'm air quoting, by the way, because air quoting is cool, you know. The money or lack of it uh, that their parents had and the lack of wealth would be kept passed down. Basically, what I'm just trying to say is that poor is being stayed in generations and stuff like that. Oh. Uh, so I guess yeah. our answer to uh, the OG corn shuckers question is uh, how come all the rich people seem so cruel? Is that the privilege that they have make them see the poor as disgusting? Uh, and to add on to that, the fact that they have the privilege, uh, meaning they have no reason to be cruel, uh, it exemplifies their cruel conduct. Oh, wait. They had a second question, too, right? What was it? Wait, let me get it. Uh, how come some of the rich seem so discontent with their lives? Uh, this question actually like immediately brings me to think about Daisy, uh, especially when like they, the book describes her... Um, during the time around her marriage to Tom, uh, it was um, uh, uh, tell them all Daisy's changed her mind. Uh, she seemed like she didn't really care about the money anymore. You know, like it got to a point where mm-hmm. the money didn't really matter, and she was so sad that she had to marry Tom, as if she made a mistake. Yeah, people like seems like she married for the money, but like even with the financial security, she just wasn't content with her situation. Uh, I guess in the end, money really doesn't guarantee happiness. But wait! There's more! Wait, what? Well, I mean, since you found a quote, I felt it was my obligation to also find one. Well, what'd you find? Uh, the quote is... It was in chapter 9. It's like near the end. I couldn't forgive him or like him. But I saw that what he had done was to him entirely justified. It was all very careless and confused. They were careless people, Tom and Daisy. They smashed up things and creatures and then retreated back into their money or their vast carelessness or whatever it was that kept them together and let other people clean out the mess they had made. So basically the context is that's Nick Carraway talking about what Tom and Daisy did and uh, how like, you know, all that stuff. Oh damn, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I know, right? Imagine being so rich that you feel that everything you do is, like, the right way to do things. Well, I mean, it's a white-collar crime. What's a a white-collar crime? Uh, White-collar crime is basically a non-violent crime committed for financial gain. Oh, I see. 
This is also a really good quote to just show how spoiled Tom and Daisy are. All right. It's who Tom and Daisy truly are, you know? It's like they're not really people that you look up to or envy just because they're rich or something or they have, like, oh, some problems and stuff like that. They're just spoiled people, children even, who don't even care unless it concerns them directly, right? They do what they please. They act for their own pleasure. And unless something goes wrong, they just regroup and walk away. They leave the mess behind for someone else to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's just sad. <laughs> yeah. It's because of them that the poor get poorer. Well, obviously, they leave the mess to someone else. If the rich don't take the blame, it automatically falls to the poor. This just seems to show how rich people's crimes don't, like, they don't seem to count as much as the poor people's crimes. So, like, they don't seem to matter. Yeah, I agree. So, in the end, I guess our answer to the the original question, uh, is Fitzgerald for or against capitalism? Uh, I guess it's, not, it's he's very much against it. Uh, man, it made a long conversation than usual, didn't it? Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you at the one and only Shrek and the OG Corn Shucker for this great, for these great questions. If you have any more questions, be sure to comment them below or tweet us at Answering Literature on Twitter. And as always, we hope you have a wonderful day.